Welcome to Room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hi, Cecilia. Hi, Pastor Dave. Did you hear about Agnes who died and went to heaven? Uh, no. What about Agnes? Well, you know, she when she got to the pearly gate, she said, Oh, dear me, here I am, uh, but I wasn't really quite ready, and, and so I don't know my way around. And St. Peter said, Well, let me show you around. And, and so uh, he was showing her to this and the swimming pool and the golfing course. But then when he turned this one corner, he said, Oh, shh, be real quiet now, as they walked on by. And Agnes, finally they got by, said, Why did we have to be so quiet there? Those are the Baptists. They think they're the only ones in heaven. Oh, <laughs> and of course that can be the Lutherans around the corner, or the Roman Catholics, or yes. the Methodists, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we get so ingrained that we're the only ones who've got it right, mm-hmm. and we're the only ones in heaven. But you know that's really not true. And the subject we're going to be picking up today, baptism, could be the same thing. But listeners, we're going to work very hard at showing all aspects and understandings of all the denominations in reference to baptism. How does that sound to you, Cecilia? Sounds good to me. Sounds like we'll just be raining joy. All right, you know? raining joy. <laughs> then let's do it. Well, Starting with baptism, Cecilia, shall we just dive right in? Uh, arr, 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 arr. I got a new toy for Christmas. <laughs> you know what I got, Pastor Dave? What do you got? I got lots of questions. Yeah, I should have guessed you had lots of go- Okay, what are your questions, Cecilia? Where did baptism come from? Where did it start? We actually have records of baptism almost 200 years before Jesus was born. People were doing it to to show that they were repentant, that their sins were washed clean, that they were changing their lives, that it was an outward sign of what God was doing inwardly to the soul. Okay. What's involved in baptism? Well, there is... And it says, believe and be baptized, and you will be saved. Now, what if I die, uh, and I haven't been baptized, but I believe? And then, of course, uh, what age do you have to be to be baptized? And um, should it be uh, immersion, that is, uh, totally dipping into the water, or is it sprinkling? Okay, stop, 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 stop! uh, We'll get to all of them. Okay? Okay. But you overran me. Oh, my. Before we deal with those questions and, and before we talk about baptism itself, I'd like to take a step or two back first. First, one thing that we use in baptism is... Water. Yeah. Water is used actually in the Bible where God creates, recreates, and saves people in many ways. Can you give me two examples of how God used water in creation, salvation, and such? Well, uh, the, 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 the flood... Yeah, uh, exactly. The flood, Noah. Mm-hmm. And, and... Actually, in the six days of creation, oh, water was everywhere. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
we need a Savior, right? Right. And God has promised he would save us, right? Right. Okay. And the New Testament talks a lot about salvation, right? Right. And it talks a lot about baptism, right? Right. Okay. Well, the New Testament and baptism, we have some vivid picture language that will help us to actually see what God is doing. But, but I can't see pictures. Oh, that's right. You're blind and I'm blind. Okay. God gives us vivid snapshot audio visuals of how he will save us. Audio visual. That's an oxymoron or a paradox or something. No, audio is hearing. You know, you hear me? Well, there are some people who uh, can see who are listening to this podcast, you know. Oh. oh. And it's drawing a picture in your mind that you can see it in your mind. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Welcome to Matt's Mortuary. May I be of service to you? Yes, I'm I'm looking for the visitation of Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo, yes. Follow me this way. As we enter here, you see no one is here. He's all alone. No family, no nothing. And here he is up here in the casket. Uh, uh, he's... Uh... He won't hurt you. He's He's, dead. He's just laying. Yes, he's dead. No movement. No life. He's not going to get up and attack me or something. No. You see, I I have this fear of 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 being attacked, and I I mean, I know that there's going to be a funeral tomorrow. Madam. Now, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow. What about tomorrow? Is he going to to attack me tomorrow? Madam, he is dead. He is gone. Tomorrow, after the funeral, we will be putting this casket with Joe Schmo in it into the ground. He will never be. Seen again. <sighs> Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 11. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism, into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him, like this, in death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him, for we know that if Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus.
The second picture or audio snapshot of baptism is that of adoption. When a child is adopted, they're given a home, a family, and a name. And, Pastor Dave, about 18 years ago, we had an internet radio program called Mm -hmm, Faith Matters. mm -hmm, I remember. And I remember one special night, you and Deb and I sat down and talked about adoption. You still have that? Yes, I do. Oh! Let's go back to that. Hello, everyone. We have a very special program today. My name is Pastor Dave Anders. And I'm uh, Cecilia Leaf. And, Pastor, we're definitely not in the recording studio at this Mm, moment. No, we're in the basement of my house in what we call the rec room. We also have here uh, my family. Can you introduce them? Sure. First is my wife. Uh, Her name is Deb. Hello. It's not me that's barking. (laughs) And and Tori is barking. Uh, She's my five-year-old daughter. And Meg is talking in the background, although she stopped. She's on the stairway. I'm not sure what she's doing. Pastor or Deb, would you like to explain why we're doing this program with you two in particular? Um, Because both of our children came to our family through adoption. How long ago was this? Well, let's see. Tori was, um, they were both adopted. Right at birth. Right at birth. Are they sisters? No. Well, I mean biologically? Not Not biologically. biologically. Tori is five and Meg is two and a half. Do you really feel like Tori and Meg are your own? Oh, I know they're mine. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't imagine being bonded to them any more closely if I had given birth. And, and I almost wonder if I would, if I'm closer to them just because of all the, all we went through before they were born, you know. I, I guess because it was such a conscious decision to bring them into our family. And, and you know, I, I, I look at people who give birth, you know, and, and oops, I'm pregnant, oh man, you know, and they, they don't want that child, but, you know, okay, I'll, I guess I'll parent it, and, and there isn't always that love and cherish, cherishing of the child, but, and, and I'm, I mean, I can't say every moment I'm gushy-gushy with my children, <laughs> definitely not, like, just like any other family, no, but, but I do have a very deep bond with them, deep love for them. Pastor, what do you think? Uh... I'm watching them play over there, and and you'd asked me before we even started, uh, or did, was it in this already? Are they sisters? Absolutely, they're sisters. Um, we've learned through this whole process that that children and sister or brother is not just biological; it's very much of a nurturing as well as what goes on. Mm-hmm. No. And it's funny because I'm with you guys, and I see uh, see Tori emulating pastors, even his spoken expressions, and yeah. and I understand <laughs> Deb that Meg. Yeah. has a lot of the same looks yeah. and, and just, just yeah. the same uh, facial expression. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it really is a, yep. a nurture thing. It is. What does all this have to do with faith and Christianity? For me, it helped me understand two things. Our relationship with God and then baptism. Okay. Our relationship with God. The Bible speaks very clearly that we uh, were born sinful, separated from God. With with our the kids. Um, they, they didn't, when they were born, say, well, I'll choose you, I'll choose you. We made a deliberate choice to keep the children, raise the children. We changed the diapers. We we're helping them grow. And you can hear them in the background. Mm-hmm. And right now, Deb's over there trying to help calm them down. It's getting late and near bedtime. That's mm-hmm. um, bedtime. That's bedtime. And uh, um, in the same way, God works with us, that we don't choose him. He chooses us. Mm-hmm. He chose us by sending his son. He's adopted us. As a Lutheran and, and, and Roman Catholics also baptize infants, I believe that's God's way of saying, I'm adopting you, I've opened up my home, 
and I will nurture and care for you. You will always have a house. In fact, I'll give you my name, and you have a place to live forever. Pastor, we are adopted into a family of faith, are we not? We yes, are adopted we are. into a, a kingdom, um, and we have faith in, in the fact that we will receive that inheritance. And of course, we know faith, faith. matters. Hello, my name is Alexandria. May I help you, sir? Oh, I hope so. Do you work here in this department, the, the, the coat department here? Yes, sir, I do. Oh, good, 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 good. I'm, I'm looking for a, a new winter coat for my wife. The one she had, she loved, she wore it for years. It was really a nice coat, but, you know, you know how coats go. I so, see. Well, I, we I, have I, only the best here, of okay. course. Okay. Well, show me what you have. Well, there is this coat. Mm-hmm. And there are these here. Okay. All and right. then there is our more exclusive line right over here. Ooh, now this one. This is almost speaking her name. This is nice. How much is this one? That one is one of our best. It's $702.96. Ooh. Well... I'd love to have it, but I don't have that much. Could, could I, um, I don't have that much with me. Could I, could I put a deposit down? I have $250 here today. Um, I, can I put that down, and could you hold it for me? Let me check. Well, certainly, sir. We'll be glad to take your deposit. And so when I come back in a week... It pay will the be f- waiting for you, I promise. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. There are many verses that speak about a deposit, a guarantee to hold that which one will come back for. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Guaranteeing what is to come. The anointing. Years ago in the Old Testament, if a king was to be anointed as king, set apart as, designated as the king, the prophet would take a a, a whole flagon of oil and pour it over the king. It means to to wash, to, to literally pour over. There are many other verses that do speak about baptism as our anointing. And so, in baptism, we are anointed, given the Holy Spirit. He is the deposit that we will get what is coming, heaven. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 5-7 through seven. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose, and has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight.
Oh. Oh, I feel clean now. saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Well, it's about time we started talking about water. I mean, this is baptism, after all. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that on purpose, actually, looking at all these others. And, and it ties into the words to, to literally demonstrate that there's more going on than just washing in baptism. And by the way, the word baptism is, comes from the Greek word baptizo. Do you know what word baptizo, how it's translated? Uh, no. Wash. Oh. Wash. So really, when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing, you say, washing, washing them in the name of the Father. In fact, there's a verse in Mark that talks about how the Pharisees in their ceremonial activity wash tables and cups. Well, literally, that word in Greek is baptizo, or a form thereof. Okay. It means to apply water to get clean. And certainly, that is the core of baptism. God washes us clean of our sin. Hey, Deb, I got you something. For me? Yep. But it's not my birthday and it's not Christmas. I know. For me? Yeah. Can I open it? I knew you needed something. So, yes, go ahead and open it. Be very careful with the paper. Oh, just rip the darn paper. Okay, I'm ripping, I'm ripping. <gasps> oh, it's beautiful. Try it on, see if it fits. Oh, 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 that old coat you've been I wearing wanted. has been falling apart and all, and I, I knew you needed something oh, different. Well, and I've had a lot of happy memories in that old coat, but I can't wait to make new memories in this one. I love it. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 27. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. The storm is just... I, I don't know if I've ever seen one on the lake this bad before. Oh my gosh! It's even coming over the side of the rails! 
I don't think we're gonna make it. Wait the master. Wait the master. Yes, master, master. We're master. about. To, we're about to drown. Please, please do something. Quiet. Get it? Jesus is God. He can do anything with his word and with water. Mm-hmm. He, he can do anything. I mean, yep. he, he calmed the storm. He changed water into wine. And so even with baptism, when his word is connected, it does powerful things. But, but, but this still doesn't answer all my questions. All your questions? You know, the ones at the beginning of the show. Oh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Let me think a moment. In Mark sixteen sixteen, it says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Mm-hmm. But what if I believe and yet I die without being baptized? Am I saved? Hmm. Good question. A lot of people ask that. Um, in fact, then, therefore, say baptism isn't necessary for salvation. Um, do you know rest of the Bible verse, by the way? It goes on. Uh, he who is not believed is condemned. Yeah. It's really belief that condemns. Not baptism or no baptism, but belief. Um, and so the thief on the cross, um, he believed. In fact, he, he showed repentance because he even chastised the other thief which demonstrates that he was uh, truly in his heart believing that Jesus was God. So one can be saved without baptism, yes. The reason baptism is there, though, is it gives for the adult who believes the added assurance of what God is doing. Okay, you just mentioned adults. Mm -hmm. Some churches baptize babies. Mm -hmm. Some churches baptize young children. What about that? I'm going to be very neutral here and give both sides plainly and clearly so that you, the listener, can decide. Um, Those who do not baptize infants but only baptize adults say that belief and only belief is what is necessary. Baptism is just um, your statement, I believe and so I'm going to be baptized because Jesus commanded it. Though, And so it is just a response of your belief. And babies can't believe because they haven't said anything. They don't know about Jesus yet, so they can't be baptized. Now, the other side, however, says that it takes two steps prior to that, that um, we cannot save ourselves. And and if you say, because I believe, now I am saved, I'm going to trust in you, Jesus, that's something you do. Where, um, I'm trying to get this a little simplified. Oh, the picture of adoption and infants. Infants don't do anything when they're adopted. It is the adults. And so the churches that have infant baptism say God is beginning the relationship at baptism, and then these infants grow up into it. And they then have, instead of baptism at an older age, they have what they call confirmation, confirming the faith God gave them. So that there is still something as a a young adult that they are doing to say, this is my faith. And now, what might be my final question? Yeah, right. Immersion or sprinkling? 
how do you apply the water? Fully mm-hmm. douse or just a little bit of water? Um, those who fully douse go completely under the water. They're picking up that picture of a funeral, drowning and coming back alive again. The funeral and then new life. It's really cool. Um, but you don't want to do that with an infant. Well, again, it goes back to the picture of washing. Um, when we wash in the morning, we're just applying water. The word baptism, as mentioned earlier, is just washing, using water to cleanse. And so either one throughout history has been used and is acceptable. It just depends on which picture you're going to take and whether you're going to, I guess, dig your heels in on one picture or the other. I think before we close, let's just review everything we've said and we'll wrap it up, Cecilia. All right. The pictures of baptism. We need to start with that because that's the word of God. Do you remember what the pictures are? I think so. Go ahead. A funeral. Yeah, someone's dead. And the point here is if you're dead, how can you be, can you make your decision? Can you come out of the casket? Can you do anything? No, of course not. But God does, and he does that at baptism. Okay, second picture. Adoption. Again, this is especially of an infant where they're given, do you remember what, three things? Uh, a home, uh-huh. a family, uh-huh. and a name. Exactly. Third picture? The deposit or guarantee. Yeah, setting something aside, coming back for it later, and what was put upon us that God's coming back for? Uh, our... The Holy Spirit. Uh, right. Yeah, which is now our spirit. Okay. The next picture? Washing. And that gives the picture of... God cleansing us, making us new again, making us clean again. Yeah, and that's... Well, not re- again, but... but and, and this yeah. picture has uh, where we are doing the action. Yep. And then the last picture. Changing clothes. Yeah. Putting off and putting on. And you could talk about an infant, or you could talk about an adult taking off and on a coat. Mm-hmm. I think this is where, really, there's been this division among Christianity of infant or adult. Which picture are you going to take? If it's washing and clothing, well, adults do that. And so we are the ones who believe we're the ones who make the choice. Rest of the church, uh, the other part of the church, which is really the Roman Catholic and the Lutherans and Presbyterians, um, hold to God does this first and then we respond. I like to tell people that really when you talk about the word belief, which way are you going to be? Is it something you do, you say, your response, or is it a relationship? If it's a relationship, then we don't have to be doing something right away, but we respond. If it is what we do, well, then certainly we have to be involved, in, therefore, as an adult. So I think that really helps describe where things are with baptism. Again, the word means to wash. Mm-hmm. God's word connected with water. No matter how one does this... We do it because it's a command of God. Mm-hmm. We do it because we obey God. And we are part of the family of God. Baptized into that family. And as family, you, the listener, are certainly part of the family. You're not alone. We're in this together. And mm-hmm. so we like to hear from you. Please do write us. Do you have questions about baptism? Thoughts? If so, write us at info. I-N-F-O. At not-alone. 
dot net. And remember, we are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. The YouTube channel Black Hammond Organ Hymns. Brent Ford as Jesus Christ. Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn, interlude musicians.